1: I walk along the avenue.
0: I never thought I'd meet a boy like you. Hey, how you doing? Meet a boy like you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. With rubber hair and tawny eyes. I like tawny eyes. The kind of eyes that hypnotize. me through, <laughs> through. <laughs> through, through. to my eyes. I ran, I ran so far away I just ran, I ran all night and day yeah, yeah.
2: I, couldn't I couldn't get, get away,
1: away. <laughs> <laughs> Just hyperventilate I could get away from this song <laughs> You're breathing heavy just from Freaking pretending to breathe heavy. Five-minute intro. Are you kidding me? No, that's how it works sometimes. Good Lord. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Thoughts at Rocket. Don't is run your away. favorite podcast. I get it. I see what you did there. Thank you. We're going to be talking about leadership advice, and you're going to want to stick around yep. and not... Run away! No, we're gonna do it in about thirty minutes. That's too. right. This
0: episode is brought to you by Bookie Call. I love those guys. It's the Book Discovery app, cleverly disguised as a dating app. They're gonna match you with a compatible book, mm-hmm. a perfect book, your dream read. That's how you get booked up. <laughs> I like what you did right there. Mm-hmm. Bookiecall.com. Go on, download it. It's free and get to swipe in. Yeah, and if you like this show, Thoughts Mm -hmm. That Rock,
1: you got to take a moment to just give us a little bit of feedback. A five-star rating and a written review would be perfect. Perfect. And that would mean a lot to us. Even a few words matter, and that helps us grow the show so
0: that we can give a little bit more money away. Show growth. Show growth. (laughs) If you like it and you do it, then we can actually end up donating more money to Cannonball Kids Cancer. It's one of our favorite things we Mm -hmm. like to do. Um, The more generous you are with your ears, the more generous we can be with our wallets and uh uh, we just love the work they do finding kids, uh, finding options for kids who've run out of options. You can find out how to get more involved with them at CannonballKidsCancer.org. dot org. Yeah, they're amazing. Yep. And listen, we know how busy you
1: are, Freaking and grabbing those busy. little nuggets we like to say of wisdom that could amp up your life. Six pack. I get it. Those are hard to come by. Did you they say are. six pack of the nuggets? Yes. Not,
0: not of me. Not
1: of me. Either. One pack. And listen, we get it, and it doesn't really even matter to us nope. what you're doing right now. What are you doing right now? Well, you, you could be doing a lot of things. Yeah. You could be, I don't know, building a guitar from scratch with a Coke bottle and some chicken <laughs> wire. my finger. Maybe you're rereading the book of Ecclesiastes. And he said. And maybe you're slurping down some watermelon sugar. <sighs> doesn't really matter to us. Brain freeze. Brain freeze? Which one would be the half hour you've been looking forward to all week? <laughs> boom, boom. Our guest today is Gare Maxwell, who is an author, he's a keynote speaker, he's a podcaster, and also, we like to say, a brand strategist. Mm -hmm. He is considered really the global authority, I think, on the creation of iconic and larger-than-life brands that attract legions of customers and top talent without having to use these uh, pushy marketing tactics that we talk about. And I hope we get into some of this, Gare. First off, welcome to Thoughts That
2: Rock. Great to be here with Jim the Black Knight and the author of The Black Sheep, Grant Menzwar. So, if we go over to the dark side, neither one of us can be held responsible for where this is going to go. True. I don't think true. anybody
1: has ever combined us together That's right. to a single entity. I love That's that. Right.
0: You're like Batman.
1: I think you would probably say that I'm Robin to your Batman. Well, I think I, I would. <laughs> But that doesn't mean that that's the truth. <laughs> so what you're saying is I'm your ward? No, let's just I move forward. That. Let's just, yes. <laughs> so listen, we will have uh, Gare's full bio in the show notes, as we always do. And we encourage you to go check it out. But we did just want to pull out a couple uh, great highlights. First off, yeah, Gare was a former broadcaster. He racked up something like 10,000 plus <laughs> interviews and did did over thirty thousand broadcasts in an award winning radio and television career. Um, now he's focused on uh, and really dissecting legendary brands. I mean, you're going to hear the word legend or legendary probably a couple times today. Um, you know, everybody from Apple to AECDC, from Lululemon to Led Zeppelin. He likes to say, "I love it." Uh, he delivers electrifying, uplifting presentations, both live and virtual, as we've all had to do over the last couple of years. Um, inspires people to stand apart from the crowd and unleash their inner greatness and build on enduring legacy. He's got like 600 plus appearances with Vistage International. If you don't know them, they're just the a world's few. largest CEO peer advisory group. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple when you do 600. Yeah. Uh, which probably is why he was awarded Speaker of the Year by TEC Canada. He's now the best selling author of Big Little Legends. Love that. And I know we'll talk about it. He's also the host of his own podcast. The leadership standard, which I'm hoping, uh, you know, I can be on. I'm not so sure Brant will make it, but I'm hoping I get invited at well. some point. And finally, because we're fans of rock and roll, you know, Gare is a lifelong fan of Van Halen. The question, Gare, would be which version of Van Halen?
2: Both, both, both. Mm. I consider Sammy. Mm. Hagar. I, I love both versions of Van Halen for different reasons. There was the raw, unbridled energy of David Lee Roth leaping off the drum riser, but then Sammy Hagar brought a lot of depth and texture to the band. So I think it's a hell of an accomplishment when you can, you know, score a hit, as you can appreciate, Brant, with your background, yeah. when you score hits with Hot for Teacher and Jump in Panama, and then do it again with Right Now, yeah, because yeah. that's how you catch that magic moment right here, right now on Thoughts. The
1: wow, okay, and this is how and the scene. pros do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pulling teeth with some guests, but with Gary, it's just like you wind him up, he's just, off to the races. This is amazing. This can, way, can I just
0: it. say this? How big would Lululemon? Actually, have been if they were in the 80s, right? I mean, you think about Mm -hmm. if if Lululemon could have sponsored Led Zeppelin, right? And their their tight (laughs) pants, are you kidding me? Right, that's true. See what I'm saying? It would fit totally in with the brand. Yes,
2: I think Robert Plant would have terrified the front row if he was wearing Lululemon's (laughs) brand. If you know what I mean. Yes, (laughs) maybe he would have gone too far. It's
0: true. (laughs) So
1: just to be transparent, we uh, have known Gare for a couple of years. Uh, we met him at a speaker conference mm-hmm. up in Toronto. Um, is actually in Canada, and it was a great opportunity for us to just hobnob up there. And so yeah. this has been great for us to have him on the list and finally be here on Thoughts at Rock. And Gary, I, I know you've listened to a couple of the episodes. We do things a little bit different. Uh, we're not going to do this deep dive background uh, into everything that you do. I know that's going to come out in the interview, but really... Our audience is served by these awesome pieces of life-changing advice. I know you've got a couple of them, but uh, the one that you wanted to share was well. What we're gonna leave the floor open to you. What is your thought that rocks?
2: Thoughts that rock number, number one. My thought that rocks actually comes from an unlikely source, which is the golf course. Hmm. It really does. And it's something that I started to really discover for myself and people around me in May of 2016, I can pinpoint the date May 21st, 2016 is when I got a glimpse of what Stephen Pressfield, uh, the great author and writer has referred to as the authentic swing. So Pressfield's the guy, uh, Jim and Brant, that spent 30 years starving as a writer and finally hit pay dirt with a book called, a novel called The Legend of Bagger Vance, which oh, yeah. subsequently got turned into a movie. But the core of that book is this notion of the authentic swing. Mm-hmm. And what it means is that no two golf swings are exactly alike. So if you and Brant go for golf lessons from the same golf pro at the same golf course, your swings are going to be entirely different it's, it's no different than a thumbprint or a snowflake. And, and here's why it matters. The authentic swing is not learned. It's remembered. It was already inside you. And I think that really strikes a chord with me because uh, I am the son of a former pro golfer. And Mm. so my dad was born seven minutes from the first tee at St. Andrew, Scotland, which is the old course, the birthplace of golf. It's the iconic 700-year-old golf course that quite literally is Mecca, Bethlehem, and the Vatican (laughs) all rolled up into one. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. It's sacred and holy ground.
1: It's in your blood.
2: Yeah. And so, fellas, but it wasn't until May 21st, 2016, up until that day, I was like ambivalent about both golf and Scotland because I had a love hate relationship with the game because all of self-imposed pressure and expectations when you're the son of a golf pro, what, what, what is, what does the rest of the crowd expect you to be able to do? Yeah, yeah. Right. of course. Right? So yeah. I want, I want you to hear this. Dad never put the pressure on me. It was all self-imposed. But that was the day my mind finally shifted, and I started to understand a little bit more about where my father came from. And and I think I can, you know, we don't have to get into the drama of it. But a lot of father-son relationships, wouldn't you guys say, are complicated? Mm-hmm, sure. Oh, yeah. With their own complications, and well, that's that's when everything literally changed, and I realized the authentic swing is the metaphor. For being able to step into your own story. That's really what it is. And we see this in business all the time. And I'm sure you guys have noticed it, especially in the world of marketing. Do you ever see a lot of copy and paste marketing out there? Tons. Right? Yeah, everyone's got fast, friendly, reliable service at affordable prices with friendly and knowledgeable staff. Right. So that's the antithesis. That's the robotic. That's the mechanical. The authentic swing is something the best brands in the world personify. Ferrari knows who they are beyond Mm -hmm. the cars so does nike so does apple and what we did with big little legends fellas is we created the framework and the model so that small to medium-sized businesses could start to find out what was their authentic swing what separates them from everybody else in their space so it doesn't matter whether you're you know an accountant uh, it doesn't matter whether you're a contractor, a management consultant, uh, a landscaper, or a lawyer, you've got something inside you that no one else has. Your job is to figure out what that is. Hmm.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Gary. I, I think, um, and, and I'm interested if this happened to you in May, you said of 2016, so it's only been six years. Right. Um, the, the you know, maybe the first question would be how did that affect your life, even just in this last six years? I would assume it's making its way into the work that you do, into your keynote speeches, certainly in the book. Yeah. But even before that, I would guess, did you, you know, you were saying you were ambiguous about a lot of stuff, but that authentic swing without having a, a label on it, a term, is that sort of how you've lived your life? Or are you feeling like this is now in the second part of your life? this has resonated with you. So this is a, it's a life-changing moment for you, but it's only been in the last six years.
2: Yeah, it was. Well, I had two big life-changing moments and, and both of them, ironically enough happened on May 21st, but with the golf story, (laughs) yeah, with the golf story, it was, it was more, and I, I explained this on a podcast the other day, the door of opportunity never swings wide open it only ever opens a tiny crack i mean you guys know it from yourself for yourselves as accomplished as you are in your respective careers think of every big break brant the door opened what a tiny crack right yep yep and so that day at st andrews i'm in my father's hometown i'm walking on his course where he learned the game Okay, I'm going to his school and that's where, uh, you know, without being too melodramatic, the heart softened a little bit. And I said, you know what? I got to reach out and I got to make sure dad's in his mid 70s. Guys, I got to make sure I go out with him at least once a year. Right. How many rounds do we have left? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So so I start doing and remember, I struggle with the game. Okay. I'm lucky to break a hundred. It's so frustrating. And I, again, that 800 pound gorilla of, of self-imposed expectation is mine and mine alone. Dad Mm -hmm. never placed that on, on my shoulders, but we go out and we go out every year since then. Right. We go out and then the breakthrough from a very personal and very, you know, family perspective is we went out in 2019. It was me, dad, my son, and my grandson. And that was the four generational foursome. And we added, and I know this is on, you know, this is using theater of the mind with radio. But when my father saw that we had the matching swag, we had the the matching golf shirts with the MGA Tour logo and the crossed flags of Canada and Scotland on the sleeves, I swear I've never seen my father, (laughs) who was 79 at the time break out into that kind of expression. It was like Mm, in a frozen moment, his whole life's journey made sense. And now we've done, if you'll permit me, we've now done his tournament. It's become an actual tournament and we've done it three years in a row. So we can actually say with confidence, my father is the only former pro golfer in history of the world to have played in a four generational foursome three years in a row. That's amazing,
0: that's amazing. So, an so interesting tidbit uh, for you, Gare, is that I spent three years in the PGA Class A program out of uh, college. I didn't, uh, I didn't play golf. Uh, growing up, to be honest with you, I thought it was a wuss sport, and so right. I'm like, I'm not going to do. I, I'm too busy playing real sports. And then uh, I wow. got, and then I got a job, and and had to learn how to golf to to schmooze all the clients, and went, oh, this is actually way harder than I thought it was, and <laughs> yeah. and became obsessed, and built a range in my garage, and hit 300 balls a night. And after a year, I quit cool. quit my job, and and entered the Class A PGA program. Uh, I, I taught out at Greenleaf, uh, which is one of their PGA qualifying. Courses. Courses uh in in haynes city florida and um you know what i love about sort of what you're talking about with this authentic swing you know i think of some of the the most famous swings in golf right so you've got your Jim Furyks, which are are it, it's just ugly it's ugly it's ugly happy gilmore ugly. uh happy gilmore ugly it yeah. is and then you've got you know your Arnold Palmer's who, you know these herky jerky motions and and not fluid at all. And then you've got your Ben Hogan's who like is the the, the quintessential perfect swing. Uh, and, and yet the three of them being so drastically different. The th- the thing with golf that that a lot of people don't understand is you know that that point of impact, which is maybe six six inches to a foot behind the ball. Um, it doesn't matter how crazy your swing is, that six inches behind the ball, everything looks the same. Every one of those swings looks exactly the same just before impact. And it has to, it has to, if you want consistency, right? So you've right. got to square that club face up. You've got to make sure that you're hitting it and the contact with the ball is, is perfect, as close to perfect as you can every single time. And it doesn't really matter how you get there as long as you get there. And once you're there, if you can repeat it over and over and over again, that's what makes a pro a pro. And it doesn't mean that they have the most perfect swing. It means that they can repeat that swing over and over again consistently, and it looks exactly the same. And so I guess my question is, when you're thinking through this, the authenticity of the flair of the swing and how everything happens, what have you found is the, the sort of last little bit that all of them share together. You can be as authentic as you want, but I would assume from a process standpoint, from a, from a uh, marketing standpoint, there's got to sort of be this thing that, that a lot of these swings share just before impact. Have you discovered that?
2: Well, you just, in fact, Brand, you just spelled it out better than I could. The greatest brands in the world, let's start there. Yeah. They all demonstrate flawless consistency. mm mm-hmm. What are you yeah. talking about, Brant? It's the six inches before. They're all yeah. very consistent, right? Yeah. So yeah. at point of impact, brand building, long-term brand building is really about the discipline of consistency. There is nothing sexy about consistency, is there? Yeah, no. Nothing. No. And yet, that's exactly how the greatest brands in the world were built. And that's yep. exactly with every big little legend we've ever studied. So we've studied literally dozens of them, fellas. And, and I'm just going to, you know, name drop a few to give people some sure. color and some mm-hmm. context. Yeah. Cafe DuMont in the heart of the yeah. French Quarter in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Love it. Think about it. There's hundreds of coffee shops in New Orleans, but only one is swarming with customers night and day. Mm-hmm. And that's a $47 million a year cash business. Go to mm-hmm. Pike Place Fish Market in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? It's just a pure commodity. It's less than a thousand square feet, thousands of visitors every day. And Brant, you just described it. It's the consistency. Do they show up every day and do the same shenanigans and the same vaudeville act? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so, um, you know, in, in Northern Ontario, there's a place called Weber's. They sell burgers, shakes and fries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The lineup has been, you can pinpoint the lineup back to the late 1960s when the Montreal Expos got a franchise in the <laughs> national league that 's how long that lineup 's been around consistently every summer because they do certain mm. things consistently. My point is with the three examples I just mentioned, yeah. none of them are mcdonald 's but right, what does yeah. mcdonald 's as a global brand do the same thing
0: that 's right yeah that 's
2: right yeah. that 's why I think Brent and jim the the authentic swing is something as a metaphor can mean so much it doesn't matter whether you you know are a mechanic or a musician yep. or a marketer you've you've got to find your swing the the the, yeah. the one yeah. that only you can you know um bring uh, uh, shall we say an eruption to the world and start running with the devil how's that <laughs> yes nice
1: yes. nice tie in again i i do like uh the you know the way that you position this, and I know the subtitle of your book is about how everyday leaders build irresistible brands. And you're making a great point that and I don't know about Weber's. I, I obviously Pike Place Market, Cafe du Mon. There's only one, so these are singular locations that are be are legendary, or they're becoming right. even more legendary. I'm sure somebody would love to franchise the heck out of those brands. Um, but I love that you also shine a spotlight on some lesser known awesome brands. And yet the concept brand, you were just yeah. talking about this, at least from a consistency standpoint, whether you're a single location or you're all over the place—is if you can get that part, right, you're, you're going to be able to take it to whatever level it is that you're looking for. It's all scalable.
2: Oh, totally. It's, it, and, and if if scaling is the God you worship, that's the, okay. That's okay. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like the signature story. Um, And I was flattered the other day because a a reader said to me, uh, and if you'll permit me uh, fellows, the reader said, you know, uh, it's like every question I ever had about marketing is answered in at least one, if not multiple of the 12 chapters of the book. Mm -hmm. But the signature story is the story in chapter two and he has stayed with one location. But when I Mm -hmm. met the guy, you got to picture this. He's got five employees and he's doing 1.2, 1.3 million a year, selling a very interchangeable product. And He's doing it in the worst business category in the world for public perception and reputation. And when I meet Jim Gilbert, he's the nicest, kindest, quietest guy you'll ever meet. In fact, this is even more powerful on audio. Jim is a character right out of Seinfeld. He's a low talker. Okay. Very kind heart doesn't fit the stereotype of his category. When we met in 2002, we had no idea what we were going to discover four years later. Now, looking back, uh, fellas, we can look back and say, that's the moment. Like we know the moment Jim Gilbert stepped into his authentic swing, his real story. And he became Canada's huggable car dealer. Mm, mm. So I want you to picture 30 second spots. This is perfect. We broke the story with 30 second spots on the radio. And we never talked about the product, the pricing or the promotion. Instead, we told 30 second stories. He's the Casanova of customer focus. He's the Romeo Mm. of Roadsters. By golly, he's been called the McGreamy of drive. Stop by Jim Gilbert's. Get your daily dose of Hugtonium designed to improve your love affair with your car and your libido. (laughs) <laughs> so it's the most interesting
0: think. man in the world yes <laughs> so exactly it. yeah without yes. us know,
2: but brand you know what i mean without us knowing it at the time right yep so yep. we're following instinct and intuition a little bit of intentional design on this but we were not prepared for the the response when you've got complete strangers going out of their way at coffee shops and shopping malls and hockey games to reach out and go hug a used car dealer. What's that telling <laughs> That's you? That's funny. Yeah. That's funny, right? But then it <laughs> multiplies and it keeps multiplying. And what happened was, so there's two things I want to make, two points I want to make up in this story because it's the, it's the original big little legend, but there's two salient points. Number one, what is the rest of the competitive category doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still doing this fellas 15 years later i yeah. can tell you now what they're talking about better quality yeah. better selection better service yeah. better value better prices with 0.9 percent right. financing and all makes and models right yeah yeah so the whole language is all interchangeable as well yeah so part of creating the legendary brand if you will is you have got to create your own language in a way that no one else could ever talk about and that right. being said the other thing was And this gets back to the authenticity part. Jim and his wife, Donna, were already kind, nice, generous people. So Huggable is like the poetic extension of the truth that was already there. Long story short, because I know some of your audience want to hear the results. By 2020, that business employs 38 people and does north of $50 million, largest independent used car dealership in all four Atlantic Canadian provinces. So it became, as you guys can appreciate, an incredible lab, a real life market lab to study what's the impact of storytelling on human behavior as it relates to purchasing decisions.
0: Yeah. It actually really lines up with our, our thought this week, which Perfect. comes from Joel Barker, and I think this is this is sort of the the same idea you're talking about here that that helps find that consistency that we that we mentioned. Uh, the, our thought is this:
1: step, rock, number two.
0: Vision without action is merely a dream. Action without vision just passes the time, and vision with action. Can change the world, and I think that the story that you just told really is a great example of this, right? It's it's you got to start with that vision first, mm-hmm. um, but if you don't have the action behind it, it never comes to fruition, right? And if you just acted without thinking things through, you'd end up like everybody else, and you're never going to separate yourself from the pack. And then you end up coming, putting those two things together, bringing that authentic swing to the to the conversation, but doing it. Um, with deliberate action, allows yourself to to separate yourself in a very crowded, even at with this particular example, a very negative space. Yeah. Uh, that everybody's got a bad lemon story of a car they purchased at some point, and here's a guy that has broke the mold. You want to go up and hug him when you see him. Like that's, uh, I would assume this is sort of that process piece that we talked about, right? You got to have the process if you want to find the consistency.
2: Yes. And actually, Brandt, I love that you brought it up because in the I've never met. So whoever's listening to this now, if you run out and buy the book, let me share with you very quickly something. I think I explained it, but Brandt, I'm piggybacking off what you just said. Mm -hmm. I've never met the business owner yet that can implement and take action like Jim Gilbert. I've never met that. Okay. And so here's what I mean. Once Him and his wife realized Jim and Donna are mom and pop shop. Once they realize, oh my goodness, we got a marketing tiger by the tail, you talk about massive unrelenting action it started with dozens of teddy bears and then they became hundreds of teddy bears. And then there's mascots and merry-go-rounds fellows. They built a two kilometer nature trail to go walk your dog. It's called the trail of hugs. So hmm. yeah. So, so what you see is like if Walt Disney himself, and I know you guys yeah. aren't far away from Orlando, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, but if yes. Walt, di- Picture what, how Walt Disney would do a used car lot. That's it. Yeah. yeah it's in Fredericton yeah. New Brunswick and it it defies all logic but that's part and parcel of the journey of the big little legend Yep. which is a metaphor for you're the small to medium sized business, but you're not going to follow the path that everybody else does. You're everybody's zigs, you zag, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the kind of the, the, uh, the mojo. So as you guys could appreciate, imagine if you were back with me in 2002 standing at the little car lot. Okay. But he was that guy on the corner. Do you see what I'm saying? You can picture yeah. it. Right. But now he's got this, 17 and a half acres of fabulous, still one location and still growing. Like you don't see that story very often, especially in a category like that.
1: I think when you look at, at this Joel Barker quote too, especially at the the second part that you were reading Brant, vision and action, you know, you put those two together, it could change the world. And here's a guy, Jim Gilbert, who. Maybe not yet is changing the global world, but changing his community, his world, and and he gives your, you know he gives everybody a blueprint of what could be for other you know car salesmen or you were using Pike Place Market. What could it look like? I mean, stinky fishmongers that are turning this venue into an entertainment location. I mean, it's the number one tourist destination in Seattle, more than the Space Needle, more than the yeah. original Starbucks. Everybody runs down there to see the fish being thrown at. Pike Place. I think about Zappos, single location. They sell shoes, not even their own shoes, and they sell it online. And yet Zappos, they're always in the top 10 of all these brand health studies. And I think even you highlighting a couple Canadian brands or Canadian people, that's fun for us to put into the show notes. Because I do think that people that are interested in trying to either you know they want to reward a business by spending money and their time and their effort and their rigor at that but I think from a business standpoint our audience they're looking how can we make my my business life better and I think this just sort of proves the point and I guess I just want to make this analogy of you know you think of books like start with why we've all heard the Simon Sinek your book you know yeah. black sheep does yeah. the same thing but you need to have that second piece the one of my favorite books is Execution from Ram Sharam and Larry Bossidy. And they go, listen, you can do all the strategy you want in the world, but at some point you got to start working on it. But when you can have both together, Mm -hmm. now it's straight out of the uh, the, the Stephen Covey playbook, right? One plus one equals three. Your idea alone and my idea alone are not as great as our idea together. Collectively, we're going to do something bigger. So again, I think it just sort of as we wrap up here i think it puts a highlight on a lot of the work that you're doing whether you're small single locations or you're a big brand sticking to your vision and you've said this before gear that you know vision before money or process before price if you get that part right and you come behind it with some awesome tactics if you will you're you're going to be printing money if that in fact is your metric right
2: right yeah. I mean, everyone's got their own definition of success, but one of the yeah. things I, I've, I, I distilled it into a simple framework and I, I want to piggyback Jim a little bit on what you said about the Jim Gilbert story. The huggable car dealer story is designed to inspire and it's inspired many business owners. Sure. I, we don't have enough time to tell for <laughs> me to tell you the number of people he inspires. Okay. With yeah. his daring and his, 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 it took, do you think it took guts to call yourself the huggable car dealer? What oh do you yeah. Do <laughs> right. Right. It was a big, bold move, but
1: I'm the huggable podcast. Host. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> but here's the point is that the essence of what you just described with Ram Sharon and Larry Bossidy, I've distilled it into three simple words. Can you discover, tell, and live your own story? Mm-hmm. Discover, tell, live. First, you got to find the story. Then you got to find a way to package it. But more important, what do you think is is the ultimate determining factor of success? Can you live it? Because yeah. if you can't live it, what's the point? Right. That's right. Does that make sense? It yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, and so if you look at three circles like a Venn diagram, discover, tell, live, the sweet spot is how those three circles converge. That's what Ferrari figured out. That's what Nike figured out. I think that's what you guys figured out with your whole thoughts that rock thing. Right. I yeah. mean, you got the guy who's actually been on tour, then the guy from hard rock international, right. You're going to, yeah. yeah, make it. Make, there's where it comes from. And, and Brant, you know, this as a musician, I'm just a wannabe, I'm just a fan, but you know, yourself, <laughs> yes. the greatest bands in the world all figured that sweet spot. Didn't they? Yep. They, yeah. You know, Whether it's Fleetwood Mac, Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, they all figured out the part that made them interesting. Once they had the core, they could go write anything. That's right. I think brands are built the same way. They're built from that core. That's why I think the authentic swing is so crucial for everyone to get it as a metaphor. So in the case of Jim Gilbert, he became metaphorically the Apple, Hmm. the Nike, the Ferrari, the Harley yep. Davidson of his space. Sure, That's what everyone listening today has a chance to do. How do you become the Apple, the Nike, the Ferrari, the thoughts that rock of your space and really yes. take it to 50,000 watts? How did That's that lyric right. go? 50,000 watts, right? <laughs> <Yes>. And <laughs> pushing to explode, right? The beast is ready to devour, yes. wasn't that Sammy Hager's yes. lyric? Yeah, yes. something like that. If we're not going to
1: play that music in the background uh, at this to moment, this out now, yes, I will feel, <laughs> I will be very disappointed. <laughs> love it. Gare, I know, I know uh, with your book out now, um, and certainly we've been talking about big little legends. Um, th- how can people stay in touch with you? I mean, certainly they could go and grab the book, but I love, I, I think you've shared with us a great five minute video that really tells the story of what you're doing, but where can people check you out? Learn a little yeah. bit more about you.
2: It's it's. It's uh, GareMaxwell.com. I'm the, I think I'm the easiest guy to find on the internet because of the spelling of my name, G-A-I-R Maxwell. It comes up right away. And it's, I'm glad you mentioned video because I had no idea where we were starting today. Right. Yeah. One of the things we always talk about with our clients and in our speaking is you've got to create a brand and a story that doesn't always focus on the product. You got to tell stories that have nothing to do with your product. I thought Nike did a great job of that. Don't, don't you?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
2: For sure. Right. So we've been very active in the video space for, you know, for since July of 2015, biggest video we've ever done has nothing to do with marketing, nothing. Mm, And it was, it was a tribute, uh, to Edward Van Halen, uh, posted about what, I don't know, less than a week or so after his, his passing, yeah. he he left yeah. us far too early. And for whatever reason, fellows, that video got into some Van Halen fan groups on the internet.
1: And, yeah. yep. and
2: it's still like, it's still going. Yeah. And it's yeah. probably one of the most rewarding videos I've ever done because Hey, he was, he's the soundtrack of my life for 42 yeah. years. That guy,
1: no doubt. Absolutely. Right? No doubt.
2: Yeah. Love it. So I'm just, you know, I think, I think that's part and parcel of why I'm attracted and fascinated by legends and their origin and their enduring appeal is, is I see it as, as no human a thousand years from now will ever say, well, no, I'm not fascinated by legends. I think it's just part of our DNA. We always want to know what goes into, what are the ingredients to make something a person, yeah. a company, yeah a place, an object, an event larger than life.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we love it, man. And it's just fun hanging out and spending some time with you. I think between the three of us, there's two legends here. And um, <laughs> we've been wanting to do this with you for a while and uh, glad that you could spend a little bit of time and just share some, some thoughts. And, and really, we hope everybody goes and checks out uh, GareMaxwell.com and, and grab a copy of the book, man. You're, you're doing some great work out there. Thank, you, Thank brother. you
2: so much, fellas. And right back at you. I, I, I listened to a few of your episodes and I just love your style. You guys have a different style. I've been on a lot of podcasts to promote the book, but this one yeah. has got some, uh, well, you know, you you already it's know, got some right? hair. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's got some got hair. Some, <laughs> yeah, it's got some hair. It's got some Haircare hair care products. Yeah, hair on it. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. It, and it literally is the podcast that comes flying off the top of the drum riser like a day David Lee Roth. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, <laughs> I love he's it. just I love it. It's all too good. All right, buddy. No, we brother. will talk to you soon. Thanks again for Rock stopping by.
2: You my pleasure. Rock thank on. you guys.
0: Hey, Rockstars, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode.
1: Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, whether as a webinar for a virtual event or in person as a conference keynote, contact us directly at thoughtsdatrock.com. Until next time, rock Rock on. on!